I'm sure that we've all had the experience where there was something that we wanted to accomplish or achieve, and yet we lacked the mental, physical, or emotional energy to engage in that pursuit. I am so honored to explore this topic with Miriam Mima. Miriam has been a coach and facilitator for over 20 years, dedicating her life to studying the overlap between business and psychology. Miriam and I started this conversation last week as we focused on self-awareness and the inner chatter that narrates this experience for us. We also talked about the value of staying present and about the ability of gaining self-confidence from self-care. In today's conversation, we're going to go deeper into this topic and talk about what we do when our team members aren't delivering. And we answer the question, do we have to choose between making a livelihood and listening to our own needs? And finally, we also address that topic, how do we break out of these workaholic patterns of beliefs and behaviors that so many of us have been conditioned with? Thank you for joining us for this conversation today. I invite you to join the Fully Alive group on Facebook, where we learn to give ourselves permission to be fully alive by using these ideas to shift our own experience out of struggle and into joy. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. How do we help honor when people need to take care of themselves, but we need, they owe us a deliverable? I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm on this side of it. And if it happens once, happens twice, happens three times, I'm fine. When it starts to happen 10, 20, 30, 40 times, then it's a different conversation. It's more of a macro conversation that we start to wonder about how, how do we set ourselves up for success more broadly. But what you're talking about in terms of just the last month, it's not that. It's, and so I think we just need to right size what's happening. How am I going to manage it? What do I need? What do other people need? Create clear agreements. I think it really does come down to those needs, right? What, what are the needs? Um, and, you know, when I hear you, th- you talking about being an employer and having your, your employees have needs and how do we balance that? I, and, and, you know, it gets to that bigger question if this is a repeat pattern. To me, that, what that pattern says, all that pattern is saying is this person, this individual has a need that has not yet been identified or met. So I can sit down now with this employee and say, what, what is it that you need here? Right. Maybe it has nothing to do with your work. Right. You you can do the work. Like I, as I was talking about as a corpsman, I had no concern about myself, Mm -hmm. you know, my, as a corpsman, but I had a lot of concerns about myself as a human being going through that experience. Yeah. Um, So I think there's room for both. I think there's room for expectations and standards and those, those questions that we're, we should ask ourselves as well as our, our team, if there's that repeated pattern, what is it that you need now? And that's mm-hmm. what I kept asking myself every yes. day through this whole experience is, Mary, what is it that you need now? And what I need yeah. at eight o'clock in the morning might look different than what I need at 11, you yeah. know, or 1130, right? These, this is changing. It changes over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. And my system mind wants to say months check in at eight o'clock how you doing now and just say that that's how i'm going to be for the rest of the day yeah and it's not 
right? I'm I'm not a machine, right? I'm not on this right. channel and just staying on this channel. Yeah, um, there's variability. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think that it, it to be able to put these kinds of concepts and tools and strategies into practice, I needed to evolve past being a high performer and valuing that above all else and valuing output and accomplishment above all else. I needed to learn that my value as a person and, and is bigger than the work that I'm doing or the results that I'm producing. And it was only once I got there that I realized like, oh, actually a day on the couch watching movie after movie, taking nap after nap is just as wonderful as it, or if not more than a day when I'm hustling and, and delivering and feeling a sense of fulfillment because of the work that I'm doing. And so I've had to learn, which took me a lot of time, but yeah. to not have a preference of one experience of life versus another. And it's like, wow, how can I just indulge in this current reality so that when I'm at the end of my life, looking back, this might be one of my favorite days of all time. Like, how do I make this my favorite? Yeah. So here, there's so many things are going through my mind. The first thing is, is uh, uh, an objection to what we're talking about here. And yeah. that is, you know, how can I put my livelihood, what, what I'm doing, how can I not make that my priority, right? Sure. Um, right. How can I set that aside and indulge myself in, in naps or movies? Right. Uh, that the conditioning around that is so strong that that just feels absolutely irresponsible. Right. How did you get past that judgment? Yeah, yes, that's a good question. I I do think that's a very U.S. centric mindset. There are other countries in the world that have similar wiring. Um, so the U.S. is not the only one, but I do think that in this in this culture, we are rewarded um, yeah. for getting ahead. There's this in our society. There's a sense of that's what achievement looks like. That's what good looks like. That's how you demonstrate your value. Um, so let's see. How did I get beyond that? Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. Thank you for asking it. <laughs> Uh, I just, I, I, out of necessity, I needed to find a way of relating to myself as more than a workaholic. Like I just needed to learn to appreciate the other aspects of my life and my being. And because it, I, I had, I, I, I guess I can't even remember. I, if I spent more time, I'm sure I could go back to a certain moment, but I just feel like I, I reached a breaking point where my, the way that I was moving through the world just wasn't working anymore. Yeah. And so, and that, that old way was very transactional and my value is about what right. I've produced and what, um, and I, right now, I really believe that my value as a human has everything to do with just how I'm showing up in this moment. Like, what if it the what if this moment is all I have? And what if it's the quality of my presence that matters most and my capacity to enjoy the experience of being human? What if it comes down to that? 
And so I've, there's been some shifts in my mindset for sure along the way. And, and my objection uh, to that is, yeah, well, you're going to be hungry doing that then, right? <laughs> and especially as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hear that objection come up for me, what that says to me is, because I've, I've lived with that objection, um, is that I don't trust the process enough. Like, I don't trust that what I want wants me as much as I want it, right? Mm-hmm. And that this is a collaborative, this is a co-creation kind of experience. Yeah. It's not all on me. Like, even if I wanted it to be all on me, I, mm-hmm. none of us have the authority or the power to control all the variables that would need to be controlled in order to get to a specific desired outcome. But if I know which direction I'm going in, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And this is where I'm moving. Mm-hmm. And if I can trust the inevitability that I'm going to be successful, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's next week, maybe, wow, maybe I'm successful today already. Mm-hmm. That other thing that has come up for me this week, because again, I've been struggling with, you know, wrestling with this objection of, do I trust? in my success, that it is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, story, um, I remember an opportunity I had to go down the um, Colorado River in the Grand Canyon, and then we were going to hike out of it. And, mm-hmm. and it's the Bright Angel Trail. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's really the, the altitude is a factor. It's, it's a long trail. Mm-hmm. And I remember seven miles of yeah, of, right. I was what is that called when you switch back? It's like seven miles of switchbacks, and hot, and hot, exactly. Yeah. And I remember preparing for this, and even that morning, it was like, okay, I'm I'm going. I'm gonna head out, and I'm just gonna start walking. And I wouldn't even allow myself to stop to pee because I was afraid that I wouldn't get going again. Yeah. And, and I and then I get to the top, and I made it out really pretty quickly. It was under five hours, um, and I thought, well, so what? Who cares how quickly I made it out of this canyon? Yeah. Right? I missed the whole freaking walk because all I was worried about is I was afraid that I wasn't going to be successful. And did I really think that there was any possibility that I was not going to make it out of there? Yeah. No, but yet there was that, that inner chatter that said, maybe you won't, maybe you won't. So don't stop to pee because you don't know if you're going to get yourself going again. That now that makes no sense to me at all, but that's, you know, I still hear those whispers, right. As I'm slowing down, if I'm taking a nap, right. If I'm taking some time away, I've, do I really trust in my inevitable success that I'm successful even now? That's yeah. been very helpful. Yeah. Right. So updating the narrative we have about ourselves and noticing our track record. And so that, that I really do think that's helpful in letting us just focus on the now. Because if, if we're so focused on like playing catch up or not trusting ourselves, then we can't actually slow down enough to notice what, what do I need? But I, I actually really love that story. I think it's so extraordinary. Like you showed so much strength and resilience. And I know looking back, you wish you hadn't pushed yourself to, or had had that fear. Yeah. Fear aside, like how cool are you 
that you were like, yeah, I'll write uphill seven miles in the heat I, I'm with everything that I've needed on the boat and however many right. days on my back. Like, let's go. I love that about you. And so that's something you can leverage whenever you need it. And it's like, sometimes you will need it. And that's other right. times, as long as you can also then le- the the other side of that, of being able to rest, which it sounds like you've been honoring, which is so amazing. Look at all that range that you've developed as a human. Yeah. And it's because of, you know, the kind of coaching that I've gotten around, you know, my own personal development, the kind of coaching that I do for others. I learn from my clients all the time. Um, yeah. It's an ongoing, you know this, it's an ongoing um, experiment. It It is an experiment. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. And I think when you were talking about like how I can't just indulge what I need now, I'm going to go hungry. And it's like, this is, it's about looking at one piece of the puzzle and then integrating it and moving on. And like, there's the spiritual piece and there's the being able to be in a state of surrender. And then there's a being fiscally responsible. And then there's, you know, so these are all different pieces of it. And if we only did one, then we would be really balanced and that's not sustainable. But if we we notice what's asking for attention now and we really greet it with the fullness of our attention until we don't need to anymore and then we move on and like over the course of our lives, it's going to be pretty great. It is. Yeah. And what I love about this is that we keep coming back to that present moment. You know, I remember early on when I was into personal development and I, uh, Eckhart Tolle, his book, The Power of Now, could not get through that book, didn't understand it, didn't know what he was talking about. And yet now this is exactly what we're talking about. It's about being present in the moment. What do I need now? Mm -hmm. And trusting that when I take care of my need now, my needs down the road are also going to be cared for. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have appreciated this conversation tremendously. Um, These are, these times, these experiences are really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just being able to share this conversation and and to have this with you has really been very helpful for me, even in this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for being willing to, to be honest about what you're in so that we can all relate to it learn from from it support you in it all of the above yeah right and i've also come to really appreciate because i I think the other story that i would have been telling myself is that my experience was unique like i'm the only one who would be experiencing these kinds of things and what i know now is that this is a pretty human experience yes and so that listeners who are saying oh my gosh this is me Congratulations, you're a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just normalize it. This is this That's is right. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we can give ourselves permission to slow down because we can trust that we have ultimately our success is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yes. If I could wave a magic wand, that would be it. That's a good takeaway. I think some people will have varying levels of resistance to that. I know that to be true. I really yeah. do trust that. For everybody yeah. listening, like your success, whatever that means to you is enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. I'm grateful. 
Thank you. This has been absolutely delightful. Um, before we close, where yeah. can the listeners find out more about you? We'll have some links in the um, show description, but for the auditory people, where can they find more about you? They can go to the website leaderswhosmile.com. So leaders with an S. I think the most seasoned entrepreneurs or, or, or leaders, we find our way through whatever's happening with a little bit of a smile on our face, uh, like we find the joy in it. So that's why leaderswhosmile.com or LinkedIn, Miriam Mima, M-E-I-M-A. Fantastic. And again, we'll have those links in the show notes for you. So you can go back and, and click on those, connect with her. This, I, I hope that you have gotten as much, as much out of this conversation as I have. This has just been absolutely delightful. So great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.